Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. gosh welcome back to dear abby i was gonna say something else and i didn't remember what i was gonna say when i started saying oh welcome back to dear abby everybody if this is your first time listening i'm happy to have you i hope you stick around hang out with us and also if you've been listening since the beginning you're a homie uh i love you i'd hang out with you probably uh you also probably are mentally ill I can joke around. I can, hey, 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 hey. I can joke around about that stuff, okay? I hope everyone's having a fantastic Thursday. A wonderful, oops, wonderful, beautiful, cool, fun, normal, boring Thursday is what I hope. It's okay if it's boring. I'm getting real sick of saying like that you can't make a normal life that 90% of the population has a good life. Like it's not horrible if you work nine to five, if you actually don't mind it. Don't let people like brainwash you into hating your own life just because it doesn't look like theirs. That was literally just from, I think one, probably a TikTok that I saw. I actually haven't gone on TikTok that much this past week. I think it's probably been maybe like 20 minutes for the full week. Last week. I mean, I'll get on it, watch, like, see if Chelsea posted anything, really, and see if it has her son in it because he's so cute. And uh, even though I could probably just go drive to them and say hi if I wanted, but I'll usually check because I like her TikToks. Instagram, though, I have been on that quite a bit, but I've also done a lot of research for my episode today. I don't have a ton of life updates, so we're kind of just going to get into the nitty gritty of the podcast. Today, we have a bit of a, I don't want to say, well, it is kind of a heavier subject, but I think it's a very important one. As probably 50% of you maybe know, June is actually men's mental health like awareness month. And I don't, I've never, I haven't really seen anyone post about it. I think when it comes to mental health, it's something that I just want to bring awareness to because it's important to me so I'm totally biased especially men's mental health I can't really speak on it in the capacity of being a man and having depression or anxiety or OCD even I don't know what the difference is between men and women because I can't speak for men because I'm not a man so I don't know what their experience is like or what it's like I I do want to have I think probably I did want to have an episode about this a while ago and I want to have multiple like this because I think it's important to talk about men's mental health and a lot of the stigmas and the misunderstandings, the toxicity that I see surrounding men's emotions, how men should be, how they shouldn't be, what is a man, what's not a man, what is like a manly man, what's not a manly man and just like crazy um, double standards I guess. I want to talk about this topic very sensitively but also empowering because I don't want to just talk about these things and then it not be in a way that's helpful and kind of moving forward. I'm talking about some of the stats that I've been studying on and I got sources from a couple different places and they were pretty similar. They were like a little bit off between different sources, but 
again, they were pretty similar no matter where I went to find certain stats. So I wanted to read some of those as a beginning kind of to the discussion that I want to have. And then after I wanted to talk more so on culturally what I've seen, what I've experienced as a woman being with women and how they speak on men and how, you know, just even on social media and podcasts that I hear. I don't know. There's just a lot of interest. There's just a lot of interesting things that I think we could talk about and discuss that I've noticed. And I also did some research and I listened to YouTube videos, podcasts um, of men talking about their story, their mental health story, or if they had children that, you know, had taken their own lives. I wanted to, I guess, share what I've gathered and my the information that I saw and common threads and common things that make men have to carry all this weight. Usually, according to stats, and again, I'll kind of go over what these stats to me meant, but I saw like one in eight men will suffer with depression or high anxiety or like a serious mental health problem in their life. And one in five women will also suffer with something in their life regarding their mental health. But then when I kept researching, I saw that a lot of men don't get diagnosed. They never go talk to someone. They never open up. They're very rarely encouraged to go talk to somebody, to go tell somebody, to open up to their father, their mother, their siblings, their friends, uh, their community. They're, they're very rarely encouraged to do that. So the amount of people that actually get diagnosed is way less. The percentage that we have is way lower than what I actually, according to what I was looking at, believe it should be. And then here's, this is where I'm going to kind of insert the like trigger warnings for the whole episode. From my understanding, a trigger warning doesn't mean that if it's going to trigger you, you should technically turn it off. Again, I'm not a therapist. This is just what I've heard therapists say. Trigger warning really is just so you can prepare that when you get triggered, you can handle the emotions and that you know you're going to be triggered and to face it anyways and to kind of just not run away from it, I guess. But again, don't like if depression, if that stuff is very triggering to you, people taking their own lives is really triggering to you and you don't have a support system or a therapist or anything and it could have you spiral or just is very uncomfortable, then you might not really enjoy this podcast specifically. Um, or you could just kind of scroll towards the end and we can you can kind of skip, I guess, this part. And again, these are stats that I kind of rounded out to what I normally saw, like kind of the average, I guess. This was actually just from a mental health professional online. And he just posted a video for Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. And he said 84 men a week tragically take their own lives before anyone noticed the signs. 75% of all suicides are male. And I think I heard, I remember reading like more women and maybe it was, oh, I don't remember who said it, maybe Jordan Peterson or something said more women actually attempt, but more men actually succeed. Whew, okay. It's going to be a tough one. After searching what like the main reasons for men's depression, anxiety comes from, it's, you know, what we would think and well, what I would have guessed is a unemployment or just their employment, their financial situation and their relationship status and their physical health. So I'm not really shocked by those top three. Those are kind of like my factual stats, you know. And you can, of course, you can always go kind of research that. There's a bunch of YouTube videos, podcasts, talking about more like statistical aspects of it. And 
I love stats. Don't get me wrong, but I also just like looking at culturally and what we experience and what I've seen and how I've seen that affect other, like how I've just seen it affect people. Again, I watched a bunch of videos about men talking about their mental health and what it's like being a man struggling with like high, like very severe depression, anxiety, all of those things. And it was really, it was really interesting to me to hear that. As I was watching one of them specifically, he was talking about how growing up, he had a hard life. He was bullied. He suffered like mentally. And when he had a kid, he was like, well, I want to spare my kid from everything I went through. I don't want them to see the real world. I want to protect them. But he kind of went into overprotection and that was like, just be a man. You know, life is supposed to be good. It's good. Like everything should be good. You're fine. You're fine. And was very positive. But at the same time, he was saying he never really opened up to his kids and especially his sons about his struggles mentally, about being depressed and about having anxiety about the future finances, like having a family. He never expressed to his sons that that's how he had felt and that's how life can be sometimes. Unfortunately, when his son was a teenager, he took his own life. He now has, I don't know if he has a like a foundation for it or some kind of, he's organized something and he goes around and talks to people and talks to fathers and is basically saying, don't make the same mistake I did. And it was really interesting to hear him talk about how if he were to say anything to a son, it would be, I'm sorry, because he's regretful that he wasn't more open about his emotions to his son because his son didn't feel like it was okay to have them. This is something that I get really upset when I see public male speakers be toxic. Masculinity is not toxic. I think masculinity is very important, but it's not what people think it is. I what people want to think it is that it's just like a man that has no emotions is just rock solid never like makes a mistake is perfect every business venture they have is a success because that's what a man is or every single relationship they have it's like everything's perfect because that's what a man is and that's kind of what his message was and that's what I saw a lot it was a very common message that I saw men talking about to other men and podcasts and YouTube videos is they just wish that either they had talked about their emotions more to their family, their friends, their kids, or that someone had talked to them about it more and made them feel like it's okay to have big emotions as a man and to fail as a man. If you get broken up with to feel really hurt. I see a lot. I was just watching Love Island and it just was reminding me of all the things that I've seen. <laughs> I mean, this is reality TV, so how accurate is it? But also just in general conversations that I hear of when a male goes through. a Oh, this was another stat is when a man and a woman like go through a breakup, the woman actually is more wounded at the beginning and she takes it harder and she it's more wounding for the woman at the beginning, but she fully recovers. And I don't know if that's just because we're able to let ourselves feel our emotions more, like we feel more okay to be crying with tissues, you know, comforted by your friends and you have movie nights and you talk it out. You you talk about, I miss this, I miss that, it sucks and I'm sad and I don't want to get out of bed and, you know, normal breakup stuff. But if you're a guy, this, that was like men rarely fully recover from any breakup. Um, and it may, totally makes sense because I'm thinking of a lot of men that I 
had dated or guys that I knew and even online and and just the way that I see certain men treat women sometimes there's an emotional wound there and it's very obvious and it shows I mean it's ever everyone has responsibility and for men to fully feel their emotions after a breakup if that's one of the top causes for men's depression and anxiety and self-loathing and shame they don't have to stay in that loop like we have to encourage them and they need to seek help we need to make it more less of a stigmatized thing that if a man's crying because of a breakup it's like you're not like oh you're such a wussy like you're such a wuss like be a man go just go out and fill the void by hookups by you know hookup culture by taking a million girls out on dates or by drinking alcohol or by partying or clubbing it's like there's an emotional wound there that can be healed. Like I fully believe that emotional wounds can be healed. It takes a long time and it takes a lot of work and it's a lot of uncomfortable feelings. Think of how much better dating life would be for the men and women if men were able to actually get over breakups fully and fully recover from those emotional wounds. I was reading some stuff about, I was reading stuff also and just hearing men's point of views on their relationships and how much less serious people take men being hurt by women than when women get hurt by men i think it's weird because if i ever say anything supporting men i feel like people just are like oh you're a pick me you're a pick me girl or whatever and i feel like that's so dumb because there's such power that comes from unity between men and women and not like as husband and wife just in general women can do a little bit better and it goes vice versa men can do better at supporting the women in their lives I feel like if you take that personally and I sometimes even when I say I take it personally almost like oh how could I do any better it's like you probably can do better let's be honest and also if you do take it personally I do sometimes when I'm in my you know in a bad mood or when I'm just taking everything personally I would double check why I do and why it's taken personally and why it makes me angry to be like well women can do better at supporting men and supporting the men in their lives because that's not like a horrible thing to say but I think it goes both ways something that I see a lot is just it's like this overarching war and I've talked to Keaton about this too it's like a war between men and women somehow we're constantly like well men have it easier well women have it easier well women have it harder well men have it harder can't we all just have a hard life and also have some easy parts of our life like why is that so hard to grasp that maybe men's lives are hard too and maybe women's lives are hard too I don't know why it has to be like a completely 100% or 0% why it can't just be somewhere in the middle where both genders have hard lives life is hard both genders are living in life therefore life is hard for both genders if you're constantly comparing and trying to put down the other gender no matter if it's men or women if you get so angry at the other gender you have to kind of take a look at why you're so angry why who hurt you literally is it the comparison is exhausting and it's actually not very helpful if, if you take a second and you think what are my what kind of relationship do i want with men what kind of a relationship do I want with my husband, with my boyfriend, with my guy friends, with my brothers, my dad? 
Do I want it to be one full of bitterness and anger? Probably. I mean, no, I feel like I was really bitter towards men and angry towards men for a long freaking time to share some personal background. I didn't really want to, but now it's coming up and I feel like I should because just to kind of relate to women, if you find it hard to really support men in your lives because you've been either sexually harassed, um, anything like that, there's power in healing from that. There's power in forgiving the man that did that to you or the men if it's more than one i think working towards healing that wound and is so freeing for me personally i went through a really hard time being i was really angry with men for a long time like i didn't want to i just hated them i was mad at my brothers for no reason i was mad at my dad i was mad at every guy that i saw i'd be like i'd put what they did to me on every single man and that's still something that i think comes back up for me that I feel like I'm still healing from so I guess vice versa like if you're a male if you're a guy and you hate women like you just think they're stupid like you can't take them serious it makes you mad that they dress a certain way it makes you mad that they act a certain way it's like that's not on them to fix that's just on you to discover where that like that wound is let it go do something about it a lot of men don't feel like they're allowed to feel big emotions and feel really anything and i think there's like a there's just like a disconnect you don't have to stay the same when people think of feeling their emotions it's not acting on your emotions it's not living your life based on every feeling that you feel and i think when some men hear it's okay to feel upset it's okay to have emotions they go to well that equals weakness that equals staying the same that that's not what that is when you let yourself feel your emotions and you and you heal and you grow and you learn and you open up your heart again that's not at all weak to me, it's a lot easier to go, 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 go when I'm mentally not okay and when I'm emotionally wounded and drained because I don't have to think about anything. I don't have to feel anything. I just go, 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 go and ignore, 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 ignore. Or I do the opposite where I don't do anything and I just sit there and I don't let myself feel and I watch TV and I just kind of emotionally numb myself. There's a balance. <laughs> there is a it's a perfect combination, you know, that not all of us will, I don't think, ever attain of letting yourself feel your emotions. But there's a scale of like feeling your emotions, acknowledge it. You can hold yourself in love. It's not weak to do that. Hold yourself with compassion. In fact, this will probably enrich your relationships with the woman in your lives. Feel that emotion, but then let it go. Move on. I don't know what it's like to be a man and have emotions. I'm not a man, so I feel like I can't really speak on their behalf in terms of what it's like. So I don't know if what the difference is between men and women in the way they process their emotions. I didn't really research if there's like a, a different way to do it that connects with men. Giving your sons, giving your boyfriends you know, the men in your life space to heal, grow, feel, um, be hurt. That if you say something rude to your boyfriend or if you say something rude to a man in your life, that's hurtful. That was mean. Um, that was bratty. They, they, they don't just have to accept it because you're a woman. If some, if, if a man is feeling upset by something, angry, sadness, acknowledge it always acknowledge the feeling for what it is. I feel sad. I feel abandoned. I feel confused. I feel scared. I feel mad. You know, mad's a 
very common one for men. Then I heard a lot of, you know, from someone who's fathering, who's helping you learn, a mentor saying, okay, so you feel angry. Okay, if there's something to do about it, what are you going to do? I don't know how helpful this is in a therapist, psychological point of view, whatever, because I don't study that, but this is just something that I kept seeing. It's so weird to me that, again, I'm going back to this because whenever I, like a lot of the times when I see discussions between men and women, and if a man is hurting, and if a man is like, uh, like got literally verbally abused by his girlfriend or something. I'm not saying that this like like the, the male did everything right, but it's like I almost feel like I can't even say that maybe the woman did something wrong. Like I feel like culturally, if I say that I'm going to be a pick me and I'm going to get canceled, but that's how I feel. It's so weird to me because sometimes I say such bratty, rude things to key in. But if he said those things to me, I'd be even more upset. And I'm like, that's such a double standard. Let men cry. Let men get it out so they can pick themselves back up and keep going. I think t it's very halting to growth to like not acknowledge how hard something is. This is again back to the guy who was talking about his son who had taken his own life is a lot of times he's saying as a father and as someone who's trying to support someone who's going through a lot or who's feeling upset or sad or incapable of something you just you don't like seeing them in it so you want to take it away because it makes you uncomfortable if you can't like settle those feelings within yourself or like face those feelings his whole thing is like you can't fix how they feel if you're a girl and there's a your boyfriend is upset about something or vice versa you can't fix how they feel they feel hurt don't try to fix that they feel hurt don't try to Say sorry a thousand times the right way until they feel better so then you can relax. Or if they're just having a rough time mentally that you can't fix how they feel. How they feel is how they feel. Now, whether that feeling comes from a truth or a lie really does not matter sometimes. <laughs> it's like they're experiencing something very unpleasant and to acknowledge that is so important so they can move on, feel supported in their lowest points, support them so that they can move on and feel like they they have support from the ground up. You know what I mean? He did an exercise with this group of men and he like had them it's like one of these classic exercises but he had them close their eyes and then he did like raise your hand if you ever felt excluded in school or bullied or if you never if you felt like you weren't good enough in your marriage, if you felt like you weren't successful enough and every single guy had their hand raised. I mean he only said like probably 3 or 4 like I think he said insecure financially, not good, <laughs> aren't able to provide. And then if you feel inadequate and every single guy had their hand raised and then he did another one for if you've ever felt depressed or anxious and almost like every guy had their, well, every guy had their hand raised. It was just really interesting to see. I mean, I could have guessed that, but I also think men need to see that. They need to see other men that have struggled. Again, I think sometimes the way that it sounds is when we're saying like, acknowledge your feelings it's not to stay there it's like to acknowledge that they can change that they don't have to stay any of these things for men that have mental illness they're not you're not broken you're not less of a man you don't have less of a capability you don't have less of a potential you don't have anything less because you have a mental illness period and for a man you have nothing there's nothing less manly about you because you have a mental illness and there's good news, which is what I'm trying to at least, I don't know, bring more awareness to is that you can change, that there, there is a possibility to 
shift your life, shift certain things in your life around, shift perspectives, shift beliefs, start to actually care about yourself, take care of yourself and get confident and slowly, slowly over time. If your mental illness never even goes away, because sometimes I don't think my OCD will ever be actually gone. I don't believe that'll happen, but you can still have a great happy, joyful life with mental illness as a man and as a woman. But we're talking about men today. Again, I get so scared talking about like supporting. It. This is how I know it's gotten bad because I feel like if I support men, I will be rejected by my own gender. <laughs> I'm so scared to talk about this because I genuinely feel like people will be annoyed that I'm on like the enemy side. But but like at the same time, I, I get it. Like I totally get that though, because usually when people say like, you know, I support men, like I encourage men to be men. Sometimes I think just based on what we've seen, our experiences and what's been influencing us, things that we see, uh, the men in our lives, what they've looked like, what that's looked like, we get scared by what masculine is because I think it's just turned into something that I truly don't believe what masculinity really is. Uh, it's not toxic. It's it's very wholesome. It's very protector. It's a man that's going to keep trying, that's going to listen. Those are the men that I support. But as far as like the toxic masculinity goes, that's a whole different story. I don't support that, obviously. I don't think we should just let things slide. I don't think we should just let men walk all over us. I don't think those actions are okay done by people like men who portray toxic masculinity, which is thinking you're superior than women. Any of that type of BS, I 100% don't condone nor believe in. So I totally get the fear of wanting to stand with men, I guess, and support them. Because again, based on our experiences, we could have really yucky feelings that come up with that and a lot of fears and uncertainty. And so I just want to also be clear on that. I don't want to invalidate experiences. All of us should be held accountable for our actions, whether we're hurt or not. It doesn't matter. It's like the F boy saying of like, maybe we're all just hurt. It's like, that's not an excuse to treat people poorly ever, 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 ever. Yes, the pain that you're feeling is real, but you don't have to turn that into an action that is hurting people. So yeah, to reiterate, we're not, I'm not, when I say I support men for the people and the you know people who immediately think of the most toxic men in their lives that's not that's not who I'm saying I support their actions I hope that they change I hope that they grow I hope that they can eventually get to a better place where they're not toxic anymore and they realize maybe masculinity from what I believe is like all those adjectives that I said previously kind-hearted gentle sweet but also can be very powerful, has the ability to be very physical, uh, aggressive, like they can have those capabilities, they can have those instincts, but they don't use it to belittle anyone. I'm trying my best to come across as trying to be supportive and looking for ways to move forward and grow rather than just like stay stagnant um, in terms of what we can support men with or men to support themselves. Uh, obviously, everyone has their own responsibility to take care of themselves. But I do think that for me personally, having a support system, having people that encourage me to go to therapy that made me take my recovery seriously was life changing for me. And I genuinely think that if more men had role models like this and more men had 
people in their lives that encouraged them and made the safe space for them to open up. I genuinely do think that there would be a lot more real masculine men in the world, not toxic. That's all I'm saying. Like, that's all I'm saying. Now, I know mostly women listen to my podcast. So hopefully you guys listened to most of, you know, my whole rant on that. But there's a lot of opportunities here for growing. There's a lot of opportunities here to feel more love for the men in our lives. And if you are with someone that has a mental illness, to be so patient with them and loving and kind. And also, I want to validate how hard it is to be with someone who has a mental illness. It's not an easy route to take, but it can be very rewarding, but it is really hard. And I validate every experience that you've had and the feelings that come with those experiences and the doubts and the worry and the uncertainty. It's all very hard. I I do want to say, I don't know the difference between men and women and how they really heal from their emotional wounds, A, and B, how different, because obviously what makes a woman feel happier is different from what a, what a man what it makes a man feel like, you know, a man and happier because it's not bad for a man to feel like a man. You know, I love feeling like a woman. Like when I feel in my divine feminine, I'm loving life. I think to round it out very tenderly, I guess, and just not talking about societal things and cultural things because that sometimes that kind of gets exhausting. I think just on more of a personal level, level, This is towards men again. I don't know how many men are listening, but maybe I'll post this online. Who knows? I'm sorry if you are struggling with mental illness and you feel like you don't have support from the people around you. It doesn't make you any less of a man. Um, Don't listen to the guys in their lives that tell you that. It's okay to struggle getting back up after a relationship breakup. It sucks that you most likely feel... Maybe you feel let down by the people around you and your friends, family, society, the world. I don't know that you wish you just had more support and was less stigmatized if you have a mental illness or depression. And I guess last thing is that there's you can always change that there's there's so many people online now that you can listen to that have picked themselves up from a really dark place. I think a lot of men just carry a lot of shame on their shoulders. And that sucks because as women, we don't like being told to look, we have that we have to look a certain way to be womanly. Because inherently, if you're a woman, you're a woman. Because if you are a woman, we do not like when men tell us what to wear, what to look like, how big our boobs should be, how big our butts should be, how tiny of a waist we should have, what our body should look like, what a womanly body is. We hate all that stuff and we don't agree with it. So I feel like it's only fair to probably not do the same thing to men. I've never felt more scared to post something online. I do want to say I have a perspective that I have due to my life experiences and what I've experienced, what I've seen, what I've been shown and what I believe in. So this is where this is all just my life perspective and what I've seen, what I've felt, what I've listened to what I've learned about and what I've seen works, what doesn't work. The reason I have that perspective and why I think I was able and why it was not easy for me by any means, but maybe didn't take as long to be like, oh, actually men aren't all pigs and disgusting and I don't hate all of them. And, you know, have that type of mindset where I'm just angry at them all the time and never believed in them is because I have four brothers and a dad and a grandpa and 
so many people like male role models in my life that I've seen treat women correctly. None of them are perfect. And I don't. And there's a weird thing that it's like, I don't want any of the men in my life to think that I think they're perfect because I know they're not. And I love them just as much. Like that doesn't change my capacity of love for them whatsoever. I see how they keep trying i know men who struggle with depression anxiety a lot of different things i wish that they didn't feel like they had to suffer in silence for so long sucks when you see someone holding a lot of shame that you just want to like rip away really that's kind of my reason for this episode is i i genuinely really believe that the more we can support the men in our lives and vice versa and support each other the better the world will be and a if not the whole world, then at least your little communities and your little family. And the less men will, the less men will feel like they're uh, too broken or too late or they're malfunctioning as a man so that they don't carry as much shame. That's really my goal. I adore the men in my lives. I need them. They help me not take life too seriously. I need their muscles. (laughs) I need their strength. I need their capacity to protect I'm grateful for the men in my life. I'm grateful for my dad. So I know my dad listens to every episode. I love you. It was just Father's Day. My dad's always, you know, talked to us about how hard life can be, but he's always encouraging. So thank you, dad. My brothers, I don't think any of them will ever listen to my podcast, (laughs) but I love them all. They've all been great examples in my life. They've all been through really hard things. I'm proud of all of them. I'm in my feels right now. So I really, really appreciate you guys listening. I really hope that my uh, talking out loud in front of a camera is helpful to you guys in some capacity. Go check in with the men in your lives and let them share their emotions. And some men don't have emotions. I'm kidding, but not really. Like, I just feel like some men just are so even kill, at least at this point in their life. But I, I genuinely believe that even those guys eventually they will snap or something will happen and they'll be in a rough place. So please go like and subscribe. I've been bad at posting my YouTube videos on time. I kind of just bulk post them kind of together because I forget to do it. I don't know how many episodes this is. Maybe 23, 24. Maybe the 25th episode will do something fun. Maybe that'll be my bonus episode. Huh? And I'll launch it on a Monday or a Tuesday or Wednesday or just two on a Thursday or on a Friday. I kind of want to just do a fun one. You know, I get really deep and I get emotionally drained after these. So I feel like I just want to do a fun one. I will see you guys next week. Same, same time, same place, different outfit and different hair probably. And different theme. Wait, and different, different episode, (laughs) different topic. Bye. Love you. Bye. Taking a ride to join at late. Don't you